0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to our audio blog. This is Adrienne Dooley, and today we're going to be talking to Mary Churchill. She got her PhD at the same school I got my bachelor's and my master's degree, Northeastern University. She worked there for almost 15 years as a senior assistant dean of the highly innovative School of Professional Studies. After Northeastern, Mary was associate provost and dean at Salem State University, vice president for academic affairs at Wheelock College as it merged with Boston University. After the merger, she now works at Boston University and the Education School on Strategic Initiatives and Community Engagement. Some years ago, Mary also started a blog, the University of Venus, about Gen X women in higher education, and has since moved that blog to InsideHigherEd.com, where she is a frequent blogger today. Mary, with all the rich background in mind, we want to focus on your view of the function of experience in educating today's college students. You came from Northeastern with its famous cooperative education program of full-time paid internships that alternate with periods of full-time classroom-based studies. So students are not typically working and studying simultaneously. You've worked in other universities in the Boston area. Why should we increase our attention to the concept of learning from experience during a student's college
1: years? Well, I have to say that uh, teaching the Northeastern student was very different from teaching students at other institutions. I started teaching at Northeastern, so I didn't realize it was going to be that different. But then when I switched um, and started teaching at Bentley and then working with students at a couple of other area institutions, I realized that the experience that Northeastern students brought to the classroom was very different. Uh, They were able to, even in a class like uh, political theory, uh, which seems very abstract and kind of um, hard to link to reality, they were able to draw upon their co-op experiences and really push back on, especially my lectures. So when I was lecturing about Marx or Foucault they would say well you know in my co-op we do xyz and I don't understand how this theory of labor or this theory of identity actually makes sense and it made me a much better teacher because I really had to think through their concrete example against my very theoretical framework. So did
0: you find yourself altering the way you taught uh, different students in different classes at different universities?
1: Yeah so when I left Northeastern and taught at Bentley, it, I was shocked that students weren't pushing back in that way because everything was theoretical. They hadn't had the real world experience, and so I found myself trying to create examples of this is what this might look like in the workplace and trying to extrapolate, which was much more difficult for for both me and for them because it was all theoretical, whereas um, and Northeastern, they were constantly keeping me on my toes and, and really helping me with the rest of the class, really push everyone forward in this really amazing way. So,
0: so did you find that the Northeastern experience was a little bit more beneficial to your students or was it just beneficial in a different way?
1: Oh, definitely more, more beneficial. beneficial to, um, because it was real world. Uh, and I know that the like right. real world. It almost quotes, right? But it's... Um, they were real world problems. And some are kind of textbook cases of what would happen in a nonprofit, you know, funding challenges, something we would predict. And the others were really just normal human interactions in the workplace that could occur in any workplace. But since they had experienced them firsthand, they were bringing them back for a check-in in in the classroom. I would weigh in, but I guess more importantly, the other students would say, yeah, I like that happened in my co-op too, and this is how we dealt with it. It becomes a lot more collaborative. Yeah, yeah. They're from each other, which is really the goal. Right. So how would you
0: advise colleges or universities, which aren't currently co-op schools, to make their way into that area of education?
1: Well, I think every university and college has some level of experiential education, whether that's through, Study abroad or um, internships, optional internships. Some universities
0: require a certain number of volunteer hours as well. Yes.
1: Yep. In service learning, and then the majors, right? So I always try to use something like nursing or social work or teaching have many, many hours of field practice or practicum experience where philosophy, English, political science, sociology, the traditional arts and sciences disciplines don't. And so that's where I think I have to do a lot more work to incorporate that in a meaningful way.
0: How do you get faculty to get more involved in the experiential education process?
1: That's a great question. Uh, so I think it, it's very different for different uh, faculty, depending on their disciplinary that background or their Practical experience. Um, So I think that what I found to be really helpful, particularly at a place like Salem State, where there's a really good mix of um, practice oriented professional fields like social work, nursing, occupational therapy, business, education, with the traditional arts and sciences disciplines so the nice mix where they work well together is just to get them to learn from one another Uh, and and they do in general i think faculty are much more open to hearing from fellow faculty about uh, sharing ideas rather than administration saying here are some great ideas and kind of pushing them down if they can get it from their colleagues it's much more effective and lasting and so as an administrator as a leader you can create situations where you bring them together to share those great ideas across disciplinary boundaries and across departments and colleges so if you're in a space where it is mostly arts and sciences and very traditional academic backgrounds where there's not a lot of field experience or practical experience i think it's more challenging then it's bringing often external folks in their area, so maybe English faculty from another university who have done some really interesting uh, practice-oriented pieces with their students in, say, working with publishers or small presses locally, and so kind of showing how that experiential piece has really changed the way their students and the way they teach.
0: How important do you think post-graduation employment possibilities are today's Generation Z college students and do you see the experiential education impacting those job opportunities?
1: I think that job opportunities uh, in post-graduation employment is more important now than ever before. I think the amount of debt many students are taking on has really forced that issue um, to the forefront and so unfortunately, the, the rising cost of tuition and student debt has created a major preoccupation with job right after college, and so and and it's influenced major. It's influenced um, their ability to finish their major while they're in college, working through college, all of that, and so. Um, but in reality, that makes experiential ed even more important because that's really where they are able to build their resume and get um, job experience that will land them that first job that's a really good job that's related to what they studied and will set them on the path to their future career. Um, In some some cases, it feels like a luxury. That's why I think the co-op model is fantastic because it's not optional, whereas internships that are optional we know from the studies that most of the students who do experiential ed that's optional either study abroad or internships or service learning if it's optional the kids who have the most connections and the most wealth are the ones who are to take have the ability to take those opportunities as first generation um, students students who are from very poor backgrounds and don't necessarily have those networks don't have the ability to take those opportunities, especially if they're unpaid. Yeah. Whereas BAP is paid, it's worked into their program, it's required. So it in some senses helps to level the playing. Yeah, no,
0: that's exactly what I was just about to say is that everyone starts to become on the same page, if not advance them a little bit further um, ahead of those students yeah. who didn't do an experiential education um, approach to their college career. Um, I know from personal experience, I can go in and talk about my co-op experiences and how it led me to apply for a specific job, whereas a lot of the people that you might be in competition with for your first job experience are talking about things that maybe they learned in a book or something like that. And so you can kind of put behind a little more validity behind your resume when you have the experiential education on there, um, for sure.
1: Yeah, and I think for the average student who doesn't do something like a co-op at at any institution, they're referencing group projects that they did in class, right? And I think that, as I mentioned earlier, the the human dynamic on the job is really the most challenging piece, and it's the most abrupt transition for people who when they go into their first professional job and they realize, oh my God, I know my hard, you know, stuff. I know that I have the hard skills, but wow, I have no idea how to work, make this work in a group situation. Right. And, and that's the learning curve. And I think um, students who've done co-op ha- have that usually multiple times over. Right. So and can speak to it in an yes, interview exactly, like a conflict situation or a challenging situation. They're not going to say something about building an Excel right. spreadsheet. They're going to say. This time when my colleagues and I didn't get along at work and how oh, this is hard. To exactly. Resolve. And it
0: comes across a lot more valid, a lot more impressive, um, when you have those kinds of experiences to draw on. Um, so Mary, is there anything else that you want to add today or be sure that we cover and discuss?
1: Yeah, I, I think that as a sociologist, I think it's important to, to also realize that what human beings, what students are learning in their co-op experiences is how to be a better human being, really. You know, how to get along with people and how to, in in a structured situation, kind of where they can go back and check in with their advisor and with their professors and other students about what just happened. Once you're in the real world, in a job full time, and you're not in school anymore, you don't have that network of folks to check in with. You go to work something goes south you know you could have a conflict with an other employee or with your boss you have you really don't have a lot of options of, of who right. to go to if you're a student in a co-op you have this rich network of advisors kind of right. there for you so.
0: and i think that creates a much more transitional environment in the sense that we go to school our whole lives and we're not in careers usually before college um, at least more often than not And then you go through college and all of a sudden college ends and everyone expects you to be ready for the real world. And it's black and white, college and then the real world. Whereas this approach is making college a transitional experience where you get a little of the structure of school and the supports and all of that, but you're also being pushed into balancing it with a real life career that you might not have that same support and um, it's all a new experience and it's more of an adjustment phase rather than slamming kids from going from classrooms right into the real world and going, oh wait, I didn't learn all of these little things that would've been a lot more helpful.
1: Yeah, 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 no, awesome. I think that's it for yeah. now. Thank you so much for asking me to be yeah, part Yeah, and of I'm this.
0: sure we'll wanna speak with you again. Um, We have lots of topics to cover, but thank you for being our very first audio blog interview. This is Adrienne Dooley signing off from Professor Steller's virtual lab, the Center for Neuroscience and Experiential Education at the University of Albany. Visit us at neuroxed.com. That's N-E-U-R-O-E-X-E-D.com. And look for the audio blog link for more conversations around this topic coming soon.